Welcome to Diversity Dialogue, Cub Edition, brought to you by the Office of Diversity and Inclusion at the University of Detroit Jesuit High School and Academy. I'm Dr. Denise Williams-Mallet, the Director of the Office of Diversity and Inclusion, Diversity Union Moderator, and Creator of this podcast. The Office of Diversity and Inclusion is proud to offer programs that will help harness the ideas and voices of our young men to champion change. One way we plan to do that is with this first ever podcast for you, a Jesuit. The weekly podcast is designed to give voice to a generation that wants change. The student-led podcast will offer a platform for fresh ideas and collaboration. Each episode will be hosted by the inaugural show host, Diversity Union President Ashton Handorf. He will offer the leaders of our student organizations an opportunity to address, confront, and voice their perspective on today's diversity and inclusion topics through the unique focus of student organizations. I am proud and excited to present to you the host of Diversity Dialogue Cub Edition, UAD Jesuit's very own Ashton Handorf. Hello Cubs, welcome to Diversity Dialogue, a discussion with organizations at the high about how diversity intertwines into almost every concept. My name is Ashton Handorf, host of Diversity Dialogue, and today we have a representative from Safe Space, a club at U of D that focuses on LGBTQ plus matters in today's society. Everyone, please give a warm welcome to John Campana. Hello, John, how are you today? Hi, I'm good, Ashton. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on. So I would first like, firstly like to ask you about Safe Space and um, why it started at U of D. Yeah, absolutely. So I looked around and I, and I felt that there was not enough representation for LGBTQ plus students in the school. And, you know, it's nothing against the clubs that have more representation. You know, BASE has a lot of representation and... Um, diversity union especially you know being here on the podcast and I just felt like the LGBTQ plus community didn't receive that equal representation and so I figured there needed to be change in the school community and um, yeah so I figured what better way to to do that than um, start an extracurricular activity absolutely that's that's great. I love to hear that. And Safe Space, um, it existed a little bit ago, right, with another former student and then kind of died down a little bit and you brought it back, correct? Yeah, so um, we were kind of a small group um, a few years back and then after the leader graduated, um, there wasn't much of a group at all. Okay. And so I kind of took the liberty of reestablishing it and trying to make it a bigger presence so that other students who may not be out or comfortable talking about their sexuality know that they are not alone. Totally. So last episode, I in my introduction, I kind of talked about how unification and diversity must coexist in a sense to make it worthwhile. What do you think Safe Space has done or can do to ensure that diversity amongst sexual identities does in fact lead into unification? 
Yeah, so I think it's important to remember what exactly diversity is. And so part of it is just being who you are. You know, you're not necessarily reduced to your race or your gender or country of origin or anything like that. You are unique to you. And so I think part of that is who who you love and who you are attracted to. And so I think part of safe space is just making that aware, like make raising awareness that you are not just, you know, one part, you're not just part of one demographic for one thing, you know, you're not just white, you can be white and gay, you're not just, um, you know, a black woman, you can be a black woman who loves other women. Absolutely, know? yeah, totally. And that's, that's, a, that's a great point is you brought in kind of the idea of like idealistic diversity, of course, mm -hmm. is that we aren't just, it's not just our exterior factors that make us diverse. There's so many other deep-rooted parts of us that make yeah. us unique to our own person, right? Yeah. And I like how you tied in um, LGBTQ plus matters into that. It's, it's just another factor that plays into it. So with that idea, how do you think that can lead to unification? Like when, when we are recognizing all of our differences, right? We have so many, and especially tying into safe space and the LGBTQ plus community. How do you feel that recognizing that we do have these differences, especially when it comes uh, to LGBTQ plus matters, how do you feel that can lead to unification? Acknowledging that that is existent within our world. Yeah, so I think a big part of it is all similar experiences, yet also having a unique experience to you. Okay. So you, in the grand, like in the theme of your experiences, you might have had something similar with somebody else. However, you are the only person who knows exactly how you're feeling. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a big part of full, I guess, I don't know if integration is the right word, totally. but full um, acceptance. You know, it's not just being tolerated yet. It's not, it's not just saying, okay, I guess I can understand how a man could like another man. It's about saying a man can like another man and that's totally fine. Yeah. You know, it's not just saying, I guess I could see it. It's about actively accepting it and saying that it's okay. And so I think a part of safe space is just raising awareness and giving some um, maybe unaware students, just giving them exposure. Yeah. Because I know, I feel like I come to school every day and I know that I might be the first gay person somebody has ever seen. Mm -hmm. And I think, I don't mean to kind of put myself on a pedestal, but I feel like what I'm doing is, is pretty important to raising... Um, like exposing a lot of like the younger generation to see that totally you know lgbt people are just regular people too yeah they just happen to fall on like they just happen to you know maybe be attracted to the same sex so you did bring in a point though i want to um capitalize on is you talked about how it's not just about knowing that something exists in the world. It's not just about, oh, I do know that there are gay people within society. It's doing your own self-reflecting. 
you talked about how people need to have a own, their own self experience, their own their own only experience, and it's through there that they become kind of realizing who they, they their beliefs are and who they are. It, you can't, in a sense, look at other people and be like, I'll try to understand what you're going through. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, so, you know, okay. I believe, I'm not 100% sure on the statistic, but I think about 60% of all Americans have never met a Muslim person. Okay. I'm, I would bet that the that the number is higher um and i have met um some muslim people before on an immersion trip and you know i found that they are just regular normal people yeah they just you know pray five times a day facing mecca or they fast during the month of ramadan but they're just regular people like the rest of us you know americans and so i think part of safe space is allowing people to form it's a, it's about allowing people to have their experience with interact interacting with um you know gay people and seeing you know these these are just normal people yeah. and then making your own i guess sort of judgment and belief out of your own experiences yeah totally. because if you just believe what you know, you've read the propaganda of some kind, you know, chances are you're not going to get a full, well-rounded story. You're not going to, you're only going to see, you know, one side of it. Um, for example, the um, the movie Jojo Rabbit, which was a really good movie, um, the little boy finds that um, his mother's hiding a young Jewish girl in his house, and he's very confused because you know the young jewish girl looks you know basically just like him of course and, and you know they were raised you know thinking that jewish people had horns and tails and you know they looked like demons when in reality he found through his own experience that jewish people are just like the rest of us so you're kind of tying into the idea of ignorance is mm -hmm. that people need it's not just self-reflecting and it's not just about knowing that there's things but now you're bringing in kind of a third factor is that this sense of ignorance that people carry within them, um, that kind of holds them back and hinders hinders their kind of mind from accepting, right? Yeah. Okay. So that's that's a great. I mean, that's a great point, and that does kind of lead into the aspect of diversity and unification because with our ignorance that we carry through our everyday life about many different things, how are we going to become unified if? we're not truly aware of what is going on, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I think the best way is just through exposure. Yeah. I think that's, you know, a long time in this country, we had segregated schools. And after Brown versus Board and, you know, slowly began to integrate the schools, um, children were raised seeing, you know, these are African-American people are no different than me. Yeah. Except for, you know, the color of their skin, which is doesn't define who they are. Of course. And so I think the ignorance... I, I think it's partly... A part, part of, well, excuse me. Part of it is ignorance, but then another part of it is unwillingness to learn. Okay. Because I think some people are so predisposed that, you know, you cannot change my mind that, you know, gay people are 
are evil and they're gonna rot in hell for you know a plethora of reasons so it's just these multitude of factors that you're kind of bringing in it's just the ignorance it's just the exposure it's all of these and when i say sorry when i say ignorance it's not the need for ignorance obviously it's the right like you need the exposure you need the lack of ignorance it's just all of these factors are what kind of play into becoming more unified in a sense right and so that's you know with safe space i think the more representation you give to a certain group, the more normalized it will be in society. And the more integrate, integrated it becomes in the school, the more people within the school are willing to accept it. Exactly. And, yeah, exa- exactly what you said. Um, the more people, the more that people see in school, in a place of learning, that, you know, LGBT... Um, students you know do the same math homework or you know i'm just trying it's it's just the fact of you're trying to say that it's kind of becoming it's the togetherness it's that you're emphasizing the idea of not just exposure but i'm just like you exactly it's like not just seeing you know yeah there's the gay kid that sits across from me in homeroom or something like that but it's acknowledging actively acknowledging that this person is just like the rest of us and they do not deserve any discrimination of course and then actively you know part of part of you know one of the grad at grad characteristics is committed to doing justice and so i think part of that is you know seeing that this person does not deserve discrimination and actively fighting against it you know and we call the you know in the in the lgbt community we call those people allies and they're you know, highly revered. They're they're people who, even though they're they're not necessarily one of us, they will fight along with alongside us, and make sure that you know nobody rests until there's full equality. Of course, and I'm gonna move on to my next point. So, how do you think U of D's safe space can build a community for people struggling in disastrous kind of homophobic situations? So with people struggling in maybe homophobic uh, households or just um, s- systems of oppression against them, in a sense, mm-hmm. um, how can, we're going to start, I'm trying to pinpoint this kind of locally and what we can do and you can do with safe spaces. What foundation and what, how can you build this community up to kind of create um, ideologies that people can carry with them, in a sense, to um, bring to their communities? Yeah, so I think part of it is really, you know, I'm working on it, but I think part of it is making safe space known. Okay. Making it more more available and making it so normalized in the school that, you know, I would hope, I would pray, I pray that one day a gay pride flag will fly over the school yeah. with the American flag. Because I think that's a symbol to the community and you know maybe somebody struggling to come out of the closet i i feel like that that will be a beacon of hope to them and they'll see that they are not alone yeah and there are places that recognize them and are you know cheering them on and saying you know discrimination is is not tolerated here totally and And other than kind of making it more known and grounded within the school what can you do within the club to make it build the community 
because I'm t- I was kind of mainly addressing with that point. Obviously, the a huge part is making it integrated within the school and making it known by the students. But within the club itself, what can you do along with maybe future safe space leaders to ensure that you are building a community to be allies for people struggling in situations? Yeah. So. Again, I'm working on it, but I'd love to have more... Safe Space is a very discussion-based group, Um, but I'd love to, you know, start more, you know, like an outreach program or host, um, like, an open talk, uh, maybe even on a Zoom. Just, Just, I think part of what we can do, and I'm, I, I'm... not 100% sure if there's going to be many pride parades this June just because of the virus. Mm-hmm. Um, however, my idea last year before the virus was that we could go to a pride event and, um, you know, celebrate pride with other people and just start making connections. Yeah. Totally. Just to fully, to make it more rooted into the school. And the culture of U of D. Exactly. So another point I want to hit on is the aspect of inclusion. Um, I believe inclusion may be the poss- possibly the step before unification, because um, we also talked about other factors um, like lack of ignorance and um, just being more aware. Um, that oh, those are maybe precursors to the kind of the end goal of being unified in a sense. However, what are some smaller factors that people can make sure people of the LGBTQ plus community do feel included? Yeah, so I think one of the biggest things that I find at this school is, you know, the phrase, that's so gay. Mm-hmm. Because it almost, you know, as the philosopher Simone de Beauvoir put it, it, it kind of creates an other. It puts it puts us in a category that that is like a, a negative. It, it puts a negative connotation on being gay, and so because I don't think I've ever heard around the school like, "Oh, I got a hundred on this test. That's so gay." I don't think I've ever heard anybody use it in a positive way. It's always it's always used in a negative way, and so I think you know breaking that down and trying to get rid of it would be a huge step because you know I'm I'm out and I'm proud but it's still it it shakes me to my core when I hear you know my classmates say it because in my mind I'm thinking well what's so bad about that Mm -hmm. you know and I think you know trying to get rid of trying to get rid of homophobic comments whether or not they're meant with like a homophobic heart whether or not you intentionally mean them to be rude it's still important that they're no longer said trying to kind of wean off of it totally especially i think you know earlier in like the like early 2010s um people you know stopped saying the r word you know it used you know people you just used to just say oh something the like that's so yeah, totally. And it, you know, we started kind of getting away from that, which is, it's it's using it's not just using the word; it's using the word in a negative connotation. Yeah, right. So it's not the fact that the word "gay" is at, but 
bad by any means, of course. Cause, yeah. Um, but it's it's just the fact that it's being used to. Um, it's it's the more it stays in an insult, the more it will continue to be suppressed. Exactly. The, the very concept will be suppressed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I totally I totally get what you mean, and that starts here right with yeah us looking out for each other and hey man don't say that like i get it may be a joke like you could say it um like and think that you may not mean it but that's not okay um but i totally i totally understand what you mean exactly and kind of like what you just said you know you have to actively say hey you can't say that you have to actively participate in breaking down stigma and you know ridding the world of discrimination because um, you know, you can either do something or you can do nothing. And usually doing nothing doesn't work very well. Yeah. So you have to actively suppress the discrimination. Of course. And if you like, even like you, people can look, look out for them when they say it. Like if, if one is to realize, oh, I just said that, that may not be the best idea. Cause mm-hmm. like I need to get rid of that mentality. Cause it's kind of just maybe learn behavior around, um, like just their surroundings be like okay i recognize my mistake i'm going to stop doing right that. and there's no shame in you know if you said oh that's okay and then you were like oh i shouldn't have said that or I'm not something proud of like it, that yeah. yeah there's no shame in saying that and being legitimately like sorry for it and yeah. you know catching yourself there's there should be no shame i mean i'm i would be very understanding to that you know you corrected yourself and yeah. to me that's really all that matters of and course. you're aware of it and you're continuously trying to get rid of that totally exactly well thank you so much john um yeah. how can the listeners uh stay updated with safe space and what can they look for um so they can follow the just peace human rights council twitter account because safe space is a part of just peace absolutely um, so you can stay updated there and i'm sure i will have more announcements to come about safe space i'm really excited man this is this is really this is really exciting yeah i'm happy again thank you so much for coming yeah thank you Uh, awesome job and thank you listeners this has been diversity dialogue i've been your host ashton handor and stay healthy cubs